know you were hearing from God. You had to take the risk. You never know if you don't take the risk. Hi, I'd like to welcome you to our show. I'm your host, Prang Medic. We're talking about life as a child of God and all things related to his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, you can find articles and books and other resources on my website, www.prayingmedic.com. You can also connect with me on Twitter. Just look for Praying Medic. Now let's jump into this week's show. man well um working on another book (laughs) what else naturally (laughs) yeah you know it's kind of funny because the last time we talked i was uh, i might have told you that i was working on the book traveling in the spirit made simple well i knew that that was one that you had coming up but you had not started writing it yet no i had actually i've been working on that one oh yeah i've been working on all the books on the you know Kingdom of God Made Simple series. Yes. I've been working on all of those books simultaneously. Oh, for, okay. For at least a year or two. Okay, okay. So I have a lot of essays, some blog posts. As I write things, yes. I throw them in a folder, and that uh-huh. folder is going to be the book one day. So I'm cool. compiling kind of you know drafts of all of them. I actually have a fair amount written on Traveling in the Spirit, but... And I saw the, you had posted on Facebook that time for people's stories, and people shared yeah. the coolest, coolest stories. Yeah. They, they were crazy, weren't they? They were I so awesome. Love, I love I it. I love people sharing their stories because every time I do that, we get these people who get on the thread, and inevitably you get a couple of people who are like, okay, this is the craziest thing. I've been having these experiences <laughs> since I was a teenager, and I thought I was losing my mind because yes. I don't know anyone else who is yes. having them. And then they realize I'm not the only one. There's all these people who are having similar experiences. Exactly, exactly. And that seems to be the kind of a common thread I see when you start discussions on topics that yeah. are just kind of like a little bit different. Is that people yeah, are like that's... relieved that they're not the only ones who deal with well, stuff yeah. and experience. See, the thread that I started on being slain in the spirit was <laughs> a, and I, I actually start a lot of discussion questions this way. Uh-huh. A friend of mine, uh, Kim Newman, sent me a message and she said, what do you know about being slain in the spirit? Okay. Have you ever been slain in the spirit? Can you explain it? Because I don't know much about it, but I think my mom, it might have happened to my mom once. Okay. We were raised in a very conservative Lutheran church. Uh-huh. And I said, well, I can virtually guarantee you that I've got dozens of friends <laughs> who have had the experience. And if I just write a discussion question, we'll get all their experiences. <laughs> Right. You can just read through them. Yeah. So the next, I said, I'll just post a discussion question and you can read it. So I did. The next day I just posted the question. It's got, it's still going on. I mean, there's oh, <laughs> the close to a hundred comments going. on there. I yeah. have to go back and reread because I stopped getting notifications. Oh my the gosh. Facebook Some of them are hilarious. Some of them, one of them was a traveling in the spirit story. Oh, wow. This I didn't so see cool. that one. Yeah, this was really awesome. Um, so what I'm doing with... Um, <laughs> This is just how I write books. So my books are not just my experiences. I share a lot of experiences with my friends. And the Traveling in the Spirit book is going to be a lot of experiences that my friends have had, and they've allowed me to share. So what happens is, uh, like, I had the Traveling in the Spirit thread where I asked people, look, you know, if you've had an experience, you want to talk about it, throw it up here, We'll, we'll look at it. So that went on for several days. I got a lot of really interesting testimonies. And I, I take them all, copy and paste, and put them in a document, and it's just a document that is testimonies of people traveling in the Spirit. Yeah. I'm going to use some of those in the book. Awesome. So we're, we switch gears, and I'm going to the Have You Been Slain in the Spirit okay. uh, thread. So there's all these people doing testimonies about, you know, this guy walked up to me, he didn't even touch me, and whammo, next thing you know, I'm on the floor, and there's electricity going through me, and God's doing this healing, and he's showing me all this stuff, and... I mean, the testimonies are just cool as heck. Yeah. But this one woman shares a testimony. She goes, so I go down (laughs) the floor, and the next thing I know, Jesus is standing next to me, and he grabs my hand, and we start running through a field of flowers. 
Wow. And we're running and we're going and he shows me all these things and he's teaching me all this stuff. It's like she had like a traveling in the spirit. Like she went into the spirit world and she traveled somewhere else and she hung out with Jesus and he was teaching her and he was, they were singing songs and stuff. I thought that is cool. That is so cool. Um, yeah. She had like this lucid, I'm going into the spiritual world with Jesus and hang out for, you know, 20 minutes or so. Uh. So um, I-, I love those threads. They're, they're really cool. Okay, so you have to tell me the story because since we last had you on the podcast, not only did you like write four books <laughs> since you were last on the podcast, which was I think in late May, right. but I've been publishing like crazy. You've been publishing like crazy, but not only that, but then you also all of a sudden you've got this radio show. Radio I know show. there's a story behind the radio <laughs> show, and you decide to take the risk to do the radio show. So well, I want to know that story too. All right. So here's here's the deal. It was either at the end of April or early in May we started podcasting. Okay? Yes. So Denise is coming home one day. She's driving home after dropping me off at work. And she hears a local radio station ad basically saying, we have spots open for people who want to do their own radio shows. If you'd like to have your own radio show, contact the station manager. So Denise goes home and she starts thinking, Gosh, a radio show? <laughs> That's a really interesting concept. So I come home and we start talking about this. She goes, honey, so the local radio station has spots for you know people who want to host live radio shows. And I was like, great. Um, all right, so what do you think about that? She goes, well, you know, it could get the message out to people in Phoenix we could, they create a podcast from the radio show. Yes. They give you an MP3 and you can do that. Um, it gives you the opportunity to interview people live. Um, you know, so we talked about it. And of course I had a dream. I didn't have like two or three dreams that were strong confirmation, but I did have one dream that was a mild confirmation. Yeah. It was like God was saying, if you want to do this, go ahead. It, it, it won't be a bad thing for you. So we did it. We, we signed a contract and, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but we're paying money to buy the sure. airtime mm-hmm. on the station. And it's a fairly significant amount of money. But we were thinking, even if it just reaches people and teaches them about the kingdom, yeah. good investment. Yeah. So we've been doing it for a couple of months. It has turned out to be a much larger investment of time than we realized. Because it's not just going into the station one hour a week. We have to come up with guests. Yes. Which means contacting people. Then, because we don't want to put on a show that is unprofessional, we actually write out a script for yeah. each show. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't script everything we say. Right. But the show is broken into four segments that are about 11 minutes each. Okay. And we, we came up with all the music for the intros and the outros. And then there are things that we need to say to introduce guests and the next spot and all this other stuff. You know what that's all about. Yes. And you don't want to sound like an amateur. So, <laughs> right. we out, yes. so we script out quite a bit of the show, not the conversations, but the intros and the outros. Exactly. And that, and that takes a while. It does and take I have some to, time. You have to come up with interview questions. And for some of the people, it takes me an hour or two. A research? Well, yeah, because you have to know something about your guests. That's right. You have to know what books they've written. You have to know a little bit about their life, their ministry. So you have to do some research. Yes. You know what I'm talking I, about. I know all about what you're talking it's gonna about. It's going to be a good interview where you have yes. to do research on your, on your people. That's right. So there was all that, which I'm doing anyway for the podcast. But for the radio show, we, we would build a script that I would take in a three-page script that has each segment with all the questions I'm going to ask in each segment. Yes. It's getting to be a lot of time. And it's a fairly significant investment of money. And actually, Denise and I were talking about it yesterday. And we're kind of thinking that we're not going to continue doing the radio show. Actually. What's the contract for? Well, we're on a month-to-month contract. Oh, okay. And we can get out of our contract with two-week notice. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, so, so that doesn't lock you in at all. We're not locked in. Okay. And we kind of did it on a, you know, let's do it for a month or two and see how it works. Sure. We've, we've enjoyed it. It's fun doing it, but it is a lot of work. It's a lot of time and it's a lot of money. Yeah. And we really 
enjoy the podcast format more than the live radio format. That makes sense. And since we've been doing the radio, we haven't been doing the the podcast format. We haven't been interviewing people on Skype. Right. And turning those into podcasts. We've just been relying on the radio show. Yes. The problem with the radio show is, with the radio show, you only get about 40 minutes of content out of your radio show. Right. The rest of it is commercials. Mm-hmm. And I like to have longer interviews, and I like to be able to ask more questions. And yeah. the format of only having 11 minutes where you start getting into some long conversations and you have to chop it off, interrupt the person and say, hey, we have to go to a break. And then you have three or four minutes of break. And then when you come back, you really need to shift gears and go on to something else. Yeah, kind of disrupts the flow. It is very disruptive of the flow. And I like to get into these longer conversations where I can talk on 20 or 30 minutes on one subject. Yes. You really can't do that on live radio. You can, but, uh, you know, for the average person that I interview, I've got a list of about 10 or 12 questions I want to ask. Yeah. Some of them are longer, some are shorter. So we're going to be spending time interviewing people, and I would rather be the one who says, this interview is going to go for two hours. Yeah. Or 90 minutes. Right. Or 30 minutes. With a radio show, you don't have control over the time. Right. That makes perfect sense. Keep yeah. the flexibility. <clears throat> yeah. So I think we're just going to go back to doing podcast interviews like we do. Yeah, it was fun doing it. But yeah, good experience, you know, to know what that's experience. like and what it takes. And yeah. I mean, part of the journey is knowing the things that you like to do and the things that you don't. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know until you go do yeah. it. Yeah, that's exactly. good. And just since we last had you on the show... <laughs> Let's see, you've re- you released four more books in that time. I mean, I, I was trying to we, keep up with the reading, we and had then I lost Seeing track. The Spirit, yes, yes. Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple came out April 1st. Yes. And then we did, I uh, think the next one might have been American Sniper, Lessons in Spiritual Warfare. Or the Economic Collapse one. Oh, you know what? The Economic Collapse one came first, because that was around the time of the Greek debt crisis. Yes. So American Sniper was next, and then the book on emotional healing came out. Yes. Uh, emotional healing in three simple steps. And, and my craziest adventures with adventures God, of God volume, volume two. two. So that was four more books. Yeah. So I've read two of those. I can't. I can't keep <laughs> up anymore, man. I mean, I'm trying to keep up with each book and read each one, but now I'm behind, and and you're just continuing to go. But I love it. I love all of it. Well, you know, the funny thing is, God has given me all these dreams about writing. Once I finally, I mean, at the age of 51 years old, I finally figured out what God actually called me to do. Yeah. You know, I had been working as a medic for 30 years and my wife confronted me and she said, honey, you are supposed to be a writer. That is what God created you to be. And I couldn't see it. And it, you know, once I figured it out, once it got, it clicked, then the Lord started giving me all these dreams. And a lot of the dreams over the last few months have been Number one, making me a really prolific writer. The yes. Lord wants me to write a lot of books. Yes. Once I knew that I had permission to write 10 books a, a year, Yes. I'm, I'm planning <laughs> on writing 10 books a year. There you go. <laughs> that, that literally, my plan is to probably write two full-length teaching books a year and probably half a dozen uh, e-books short okay. ebooks on different subjects. Yeah. That's that's the goal. Whether I actually pull that off or not, I, I don't know. But I plan to write a lot of books. I'm and sure. the other thing that the Lord has been giving me dreams about is mentoring other authors. Mm. So I've got a group on Facebook right now. It's got probably has close to two hundred writers yeah. in the group. I'm in there. And and you're in there. I am. And most of them are people who want to become published authors. Yeah. Some of them are published authors. Yes. And so we have this group, and I'm doing a lot of training and coaching people on the ins and outs of digital publishing, publishing with Amazon and Kindle and print book publishing and promoting and how to blog and all that stuff. And I really Is that like an open that. group, by the way? Yeah. Can you like no. plug that? Or, or how does that work? Can people who are listening it's to the podcast called, join it? Yeah. So if you are a person who's a writer and you feel, all right, I'll I'll say this. If you just feel like there's a book in me that has to be written, okay, that's fine. Uh, You can join the group and the group is called The Time Is Right, W-R-I-T-E. Okay. So it's a writer's group. Yeah. It's called The Time Is Right. And 
And anyone can join. Yeah, so you can go there, request to be added. I don't turn anyone down unless they're a spammer. Okay. Um, so you can, you're welcome to join. You're welcome to contribute. There's tons and tons of posts, and people are asking questions every day. And there are several people. We have a lot of editors in the group. We have a lot of published authors in the group. Awesome. So they are providing feedback and insight. We have graphic designers in the group. Mm -hmm. We have done cover designs and stuff. So if you need help, uh, need information about you know how to publish, how to promote your books, join the group. My, I am specifically looking for not the person who feels they have a book in them, but I'm looking for people who are um, obsessive compulsive writers. Got it. Who know that they're supposed to write, yes. know they're supposed to publish, and don't know how to do it. Like author so, as a career, like, uh, like author I as am a an career. Author. I'm not. That I'm, is the yeah. yeah. If if a person is seriously interested in learning how to be a professional author, where this is how you make a living. Yes. That's the person I'm looking for. Makes sense. Because that's what I'm doing. And, you know, anyone can take a manuscript and publish it as their book that God said they should publish. Yes. I'm looking for people who have four or five, six, ten books yes. that they want to write. And they need to know how to structure a platform, how to blog, how to build a, a, a following, that yeah. kind of thing. That's yeah. really what, who I'm looking for. Okay, perfect. Good stuff. And so that's going to Facebook and typing in a... The time is right the time is right which is w-r-i-t-e right <laughs> you awesome. got it good you stuff it. you know this little plan that god has to have me help and mentor people is working mm -hmm. good friend of mine michael king just published his first book awesome now michael has been reading my playbook very closely yes and we talk a lot on the phone and he's a good friend of mine and he just published his first book which is gemstones from heaven Ooh. And it is a book about the manifestation of gemstones yes. in his house when he has these little get-togethers. Yes. He wrote this book. It's the first book that I know of that is on the subject of the manifestation of gemstones. Wow. Well, that book has been in the top 10 on Kindle and Charismatic and Pentecostal since the day it published. Wow. It's been selling well. It's got great reviews. Love and it. Michael has learned we talk a lot i helped him format the book i yes. did some editing for him and my wife did the cover design for awesome it. we're ch helping train him up to be a successful author and it's working yeah he's got ideas for four more books awesome and uh, he's got some print books he's going to write he's got some ebooks he's going to write so he's taking the formula that i developed and he's making it work i love it and i yeah. love the fact that there's such a hunger for there's such a hunger for learning more, reading more about just the awesomeness of God, that he's so yeah. much greater than we even know. And just really, this is something that people are hungry for. Yes. Thank God. And, and, and I'm, <laughs> I am glad they are because all my books are that way too. That's you right. Know, my books are about the awesome supernatural God yes. who is into doing crazy, amazing that's stuff right. that will blow your mind. That's it. And that's you why know, you and I are like, such good buds. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in old-time religion. Right. I'll be quite honest. <laughs> you know, there was something else. Um, I actually read Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple. We actually talked a little bit about that in the last podcast that I was telling you about right in the beginning, how, right. you know, that caught, that story about your wife caught my attention. But something else I actually really wanted to talk to you about was this idea. Well, let me tell you why I want to talk about it. I'll tell you what it is. All right. Recently, as I told you, I went to Reading to go to a conference. It was called the Heaven and Business Conference. It was hosted by the Heaven and Business Initiative at Bethel Church. Okay. So it was held in Reading. And I had this really interesting experience. I mean, first of all, the conference was awesome. But for me, the experience of being there for that week, it was all the things that the Lord did within the conference that made the experience a life-changing one for me. And one of the things that happened while I was there uh, was that in a very short amount of time, like 48 hours worth of time, I received prophetic words from people from whatever direction. 
during various times throughout the conference of people who had no idea who I was. And they were all saying to me the same things over. I've never actually received. I've never experienced that before where, you know, I've, I've received like the call from out of the blue, the one person who rolls up on you at church. The, but I've never received. It was 13 and 48 hours. And then there was like the last one just to top it off at, that happened at at Bethel Church on Friday night at their worship service. And I never experienced that before. And it was interesting because it's not like the people who were sharing with me, some of them I had a chance to talk more to, some of them I didn't. Only a couple of them are people who would say, I'm prophetic, I'm prophetess such and such, or I'm prophet such and such, or would say that they might walk in an office of five-hold ministry prophecy, right? They were just average people. They were everyday average people who saw something and were willing to take the risk to release the thing they saw. And every single person who did it, when I tell you it was on point, it was on point. Like I wrote every single time it happened. I only got to record it once because I knew it was going to happen with that person. (laughs) But the other (laughs) people I didn't know was happening. And so as soon as they were done talking, I would go back and I'd write. And when I was done at the end of this conference, I looked and I had like four and a half pages worth of prophetic words. And I was easily able to see three to no, four themes that were said over and over and over and over and over again. The Lord spoke so very clearly to me. And so what I wanted to talk to you about was this whole idea of, you know, you talked about in that book, this whole thing of, is it a gift or is it an ability? Right. right. And I want to talk about that because, you know, a lot of us in business, there's things like we interact with people all the time and wouldn't it be awesome for us to be able to deliver what the Lord has to say to somebody where it's making an impact on that person's life that we're just interact. We might be interacting them because we're making a cake for them or, you know, whatever. So I want to talk about that a bit and how do we activate people to roll in that flow with the Holy spirit in that way? Well, yeah. I mean, the first thing I think is you have to, change your mind and change your perspective about how you see the operation of the Holy Spirit in your life. A lot of us had this idea, and it's really a lot of religious traditions that say, well, you know, when I go to church on Sunday, it's okay to be a spiritual person. I can have visions. I can get revelation from God. I can talk to angels. I can see miracles manifest. But when I go to work on Monday, all that stuff has to sit on the back shelf. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't do that stuff. Not, not at work. Right. You, you can't be an evangelist and a prophet and a, and a pastor at work. Right. That's only for my, my weekends. Yeah. <laughs> so what the Lord has been teaching me, obviously, because I'm the praying medic. Yes. I'm the medic, a secular job, and I pray for people. Yes. But even in as much as I sometimes overtly look like a Christian in the ambulance because I'm praying for somebody to get them healed, even if I'm not in that role, A lot of times I end up in the role where I'm just having a normal conversation with somebody, talking to a nurse, talking to a respiratory therapist, talking to, you know, somebody's family. And the Lord just kind of gives me these thoughts for them, these inspirations, like he'll show me things about them. And I don't go get my prophet mantle and wrap it around (laughs) me. I don't start, thus saith the Lord, my daughter. You know, no, you don't. That's not how it works. I just continue having the conversation yes. like normal, yes. right? And I say, "What? Here's something you might want to think about. Mm-hmm. You have a gift. I just transition. If you're, if you know me really well, you can tell when I'm going to prophesy over somebody. Yes. But what it looks like to them is you have a gift, and your gift is your ability to inspire people. Yes. And you think that your job here in this nursing home is simply to take care of people and do wound care. But what you don't know is as you interact with patients and staff, your ability to inspire and encourage and to speak to people, things that they don't even know about, that is the gift that you need to really let come out and don't be disheartened and discouraged by just the day-to-day jobs. Yeah. Like I'll start to just give them those professions. Yeah. And they don't necessarily know. They don't see a religious guy. Exactly. It's just me delivering in a normal conversational tone a prophetic revelation about them that the Lord is giving me that they don't know about. Or maybe they do know about. Right. So 
that's probably what you experienced at Bethel is these average people just walk up to you and say, hey, Shay, or, or hey, you, or if they don't know you, whatever. Right. You know, yes. I, 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 <laughs> now, if you're in church, you can say, I believe the Lord is saying right. da-da-da, and the Holy Spirit's going to da-da-da, and the anointing da-da-da. But in, in, in the workplace, yes. you don't have to use all that vernacular. In fact, right. I don't use uh-huh. that kind of terminology when I prophesy over people yes. in church. Yeah, I just yeah. say, look, there's a gift in you, and you have an amazing ability to receive revelation, and you have an amazing ability to impart that revelation to people. I do use the term ability, sure, because the Lord has been teaching me a lot about the difference between an ability and a gift. Okay. Okay. Now, in the book on hearing God's voice, I take that that uh, concept of the ability and the gift, and I'm going to expand on it more because. Uh, once again, we have this mindset. We think, well, you know, only these gifted people mm-hmm. get to do this stuff. Yes. And if you don't have the gift, you're not going to do it. Well, <laughs> it's news a flash. hot button for PM. Here's, right, here's, here's a news flash. Everybody can hear God's voice. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. It is not a gift. Yeah. Although a lot of people treat it like it's a gift. Yeah. I have a lot of friends mm-hmm. who have been believers for decades. And they still think, I can't hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. You know, John Paul Jackson hears God's voice, and this person hears God's voice, and all these other people, but not me. You know, they yeah. got a gift, they're an anointed person, and not me. That's not how it is. Yeah. We can all hear God's voice. Now, let me ask you this. So, you just gave, the, you gave an example a little while ago, like maybe you're talking to a respiratory therapist or whatever, you had this conversation with her. The Lord shows you things or puts things on your heart as it pertains to people, right? right. Someone might be saying, I, I, that doesn't happen to me, you know? Yes, I have it con- does. Okay, talk to that person <laughs> yes, who says that. Yes, it does. Talk to and that person that, now. And see, that is the thing that I'm going to be talking more about in the book, Hearing God's Voice. We perceive in our mind, we don't think we're hearing God speak. Mm-hmm. The truth is, you are hearing God speak. You just don't recognize it, okay? So here's an example. Uh, This is what I would liken it to. If you ever walk into a crowded room full of musicians Mm -hmm. who are warming up for a concert and you hear all this noise, everyone's tuning, doing scales, and there's just a lot of noise going on, all right? In all that chaos, how easy is it to pick out somebody on a piccolo who's actually playing a song? The piccolo is very high-pitched. It's very (laughs) high-pitched, and it it doesn't project very well. Right. And it's hard to pick out if you have trumpets, trombones, clarinets, tubas, drums. Drowning it out. Everybody else is making all this noise. If I asked you, Shay, is there a piccolo in this room that's playing a song right now? You'd have to strain and listen really hard to pick out that piccolo that's actually playing a song from everybody else who's just making noise. Yes. That is how God speaks. We have all this noise <laughs> mm-hmm. going on around us. We have demons that are speaking to us. We have angels that are speaking to us. We have our family, our friends. We got the radio. We have Facebook speaking to us. We have all this other noise going on. <laughs> now right? we've got Periscope too. <laughs> you've got Periscope and you've got the guy mowing his lawn next door. And right. You've got the traffic flying by and you have all this noise. We have noise pollution around us everywhere we go. But, The thing is, everywhere you go, that piccolo is playing a song. You just have to figure out how to separate and distinguish the noise from the song. Hmm. Okay? God is always speaking to us. Mm -hmm. He never stops speaking to us. He's always speaking. He's always sending his thoughts our way. The Bible says, as many as the grains of sand on the seashore, so are my thoughts towards you. He has billions of thoughts towards every single one of us. And he is sending those thoughts to us in a constant, steady stream of messages. And most of the time, 99% of the time, it goes right (laughs) past us. We are not tapped in. We're not tuned in. (laughs) Another illustration is if you sit in a room, you would not know it, but there are radio signals and TV signals passing through your room all day long. Yeah. Carrying messages. Mm-hmm. You can't hear them, 
unless you have a receiver that tunes into that frequency, yes. picks up the frequency, decodes it, turns it into a message you can listen to. That's good. All right. God is always speaking, and he's speaking in a language we can understand. Yes. He's speaking to our spirit. God is a spirit. Bible says those who want to worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we have to, we worship God, we truly worship God as a spirit because that's the only way we can communicate with him. He is a spirit, spirit to spirit communication. Mm -hmm. What we have to do is we have to learn how to get our spirit man to receive what he's saying and communicating back and forth. So it's really about spiritual growth. Yeah. It's tuning, fine-tuning our spirit so we can receive the revelation, so we can hear it, understand it, make sense of it. So it imparts to our soul what the voice of God is, is saying to us. Th that's kind of really what all my books are about. It's yeah. all about exercising your spirit, fine-tuning your spiritual senses. And one of the things that's interesting in this book is I'm going to talk quite a bit about how God speaks to us through emotions. Because hmm. a lot of people don't understand that God often speaks to us through our emotions, and we don't understand it. There are a lot of people, they think they have depression, when in fact they're receiving prophetic burdens from the Holy Spirit about oppression in their city that is intended to get them to pray and intercede for their city, and they think feelings of oppression are internal, and they're not. They're external. Wow. They are prophetic emotions the Lord is giving them to get them to intercede. The reason I know this is I, I talk to a lot of friends who have tuned into the fact that when they drive through a certain city, they feel all these yes. oppressive emotions. Yes. And they're like, why is it only happen when I drive through the city? And they started to figure out having these conversations with the Lord because there's a lot of oppression in that city. There are principalities in that city yes. that are oppressing people. And the emotions they sense when they go into that city are the emotions that the Lord is giving them prophetically so they can intercede. When they pray, the emotions go away. Yes. It's so funny. I've, ex I've only experienced that one time, but it was so strong. And this happened to me last year when we were doing our first Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Retreat. And this whole time he had this, we were, you know, we were like, Lord, what's the agenda for the retreat? What are we doing? And he would never give us any instruction. In fact, we even sold tickets to the retreat with actually not communicating any agenda because we didn't have one. We didn't even know what we were going to be doing exactly when we got there. Well, well, that sounds pretty risky. I know, right? <laughs> and so we do that. And so every week we're just like praying like, all right, Lord, like trying to fill in the blanks on this agenda and just wouldn't. And it was always just like, I got it. Like, don't worry about it. And then two weeks before the event, either a week or two before the event, I had this really interesting experience where I'd gone to get my hair done. Everything was gray. All was well with me. And then I left the hairdresser. I go to, you know, Office Max or Office Depot, whatever. And I'm in the parking lot. And all of a sudden, I am overcome with the most um, insane amount of grief. I'm bawling. I'm bawling my eyes out in the car. And I have absolutely no idea why I'm crying. And I'm like... Why am I crying? But I, my heart hurt, like physically my heart hurt. And I just cried and I cried and I cried and I had no idea why I was crying. And so I'm sitting here and I'm texting Antonina saying, I'm crying and I don't know why, I don't know what's going on. And in that process, she's talking back to me and, and in this process of going back and forth, I'm getting revelation that I'm feeling the burden of people's hurt, the hurt in their heart that they're dealing with that are going to be at the retreat. And then uh -huh. he was telling me that we were going to have to pray about people releasing people about forgiveness. People were harboring unforgiveness and their hearts were in pain over bad business deals after, you know, all this stuff. And so when we got to the retreat, you know, when he had me release that people, I mean, I didn't listen. It's like the retreat turned into like deliverance service <laughs> before we could even do masterminding and stuff like that. Because the Lord was like, they're not going to be the connections that right. I have for these people here will not take it. So like it healed. Right? Exactly. I had never experienced that before until that time. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, the first time it I got tuned into that was now here's here's just something that people have to get real with. It's very difficult to learn to hear the voice of God 
if you don't understand yourself first. Mm. Okay. Because inside all of us, there's two minds. There's the mind of Christ and there's <laughs> the mind of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you have to learn to discern whose mind is thinking mm-hmm. and whose mind your is the thoughts are coming from. So we have the mind of the Lord, but we have the mind of ourselves. Sometimes the question is, I had this thought, where did it come from? Yes. Is it mine or was that God? And that's yes. the big question people always ask. Like, uh-huh. I, I felt like I got this revelation, but I'm not sure if it's me. Maybe it's the Lord. I don't know. Well, that whole question is a very good question, but it comes down to learning to really understand yourself and know yourself well. This came, became very, very clear to me a few years ago uh, while I was transporting homeless people. Okay. Now, my, my transparent admission is I don't have a lot of natural love for the homeless. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to be some super spiritual saint who could say, <laughs> well, I just love the homeless and I just want to minister That's to the such homeless a heart for them. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I just have such compassion for them and so much love for them. Fact is, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have been assaulted and beat up and spit on and peed on. And I, I have taken a lot of abuse from homeless people over my career as a paramedic. Sure. Um, now, I, to be honest, I probably have some emotional healing that needs to go on in my heart over wounds and, and trauma that I've received. But, you know, here's the deal is most of them are demonized. Yeah. They're emotionally traumatized. They're addicted. And their lives are really messed up. Mm-hmm. And I can't really, like, hold a grudge or blame them for the way they are because they're just messed up. That notwithstanding, I just <laughs> don't have a terrible burden of compassion for the homeless. Yeah. But here's the deal. I started noticing a few years ago, I'd be transporting a homeless person. They're on the gurney and they're drunk and they're just, you know, we're taking them to the hospital so they can sober up for a while. There's nothing really wrong with them. I'm sitting there on the bench seat and I just start weeping and crying. And I have this, like, like you said, this ache in my heart. And I'm like, where in the hell did this come from? <laughs> this is not me. I'm like, I do. <laughs> and that's when I started to realize. I'm like, Lord, this has got to be you because it is not me. So because I just know I don't normally have this like overwhelming sense of compassion for homeless right. people. I started to feel these emotions. And I realized the Holy Spirit wants me to pray for them. So I'd say, hey, can I pray for you? And they'd be like, yeah, that would be so awesome. I'm feeling so down, man. I would just love to have somebody pray for me. Wow. So I would pray for him in the ambulance. And the Lord started doing that periodically, not with everybody, right. but with certain individuals who I would not normally have an enormous amount of compassion for. Yes. He just gave me this, bam, this severe prophetic burden, heartbrokenness, sadness. Wow. And when he did that, I realized, okay, that is the Lord speaking to me how he feels about their situation. That's right. Another thing is um, pains in your body. You know, you walk into a room and you're in a meeting with people and all of a sudden you get this migraine headache. It's like this horrible, pounding, throbbing headache and you don't normally get headaches. Mm -hmm. And you might think, wow, this is just crazy. I never get headaches. And you start taking Advil and you're thinking, man, I got to go home. Start asking people around you if anybody has a headache. Mm -hmm. I almost guarantee you somebody's going to go, I've had a migraine for three days. And what you are feeling is a word of knowledge for their migraine. And as soon as you pray for them, their migraine is going to be healed and yours is going to go away. And yours is going to as well. (laughs) And that's what a lot of people don't understand is the Lord gives you words of knowledge and words of wisdom prophetically, and we write it off as something else. Mm. It's a headache or it's back pain or it's whatever. Or, or depression, I, I, like we started off on. Or depression, yeah. yeah. The Lord is speaking to us in a lot of very interesting ways, and we just kind of blow it off and say, oh, I don't know how to hear from God. Well, you're probably hearing from God a lot. You just don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how about giving, so someone's like, I hear you. This is good. This is so, so good. How do I make sure that I'm tapping in? What do I do? The way you know you're hearing from God correctly is always by the fruit. Always. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to go and look at the Bible because Jesus didn't say you will know them by whether they quote 
scripture you know, <laughs> verses and stuff. He said, you will know them by their fruit. Yes, he did. He said, you don't gather grapes from thorns. Pure spring does not give polluted water. Yes. A polluted spring does not give pure water. You always know the source of something by the fruit it bears. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know that I'm hearing from God when I act on what I believe he's telling me and it bears fruit. So yes. if I suspect that mm-hmm. the sudden stabbing lower back pain that I have is because it's a word of knowledge for somebody around me who has back pain and I ask three or four people and the second person I asked is, yeah, man, I've had back pain for a couple of days and I'm like, yeah. can I pray for you? And they're like, yeah, I would love it. And I yeah. lay hands on them. Boom. The back pain's gone. I know I was hearing from God. Yes. Because it bore the fruit yes. of the kingdom. Yes. So if I believe that I've got this thought impression in my mind that says this person actually has a healing ministry and they don't even know it yet, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start talking to them about the desire to heal people, to see them physically healed, and they go like, oh my God, how did you know that? I, that's been like a secret desire of my heart, but, and I've never talked to anybody about it. And yeah, I would love that. Do you know, like, how would I even start doing that? Yes. When you tap into something that is an unspoken desire that someone's had for a long time, you know you were hearing from God. So, so you had to take the risk. The, you it's like the, you the, never <laughs> know if you don't take the risk. Right, you, you have don't. to take the risk. It's like, right. and that was actually a message that I got a lot, actually, while I was in Reading, which was, you know, it, the kingdom of God, it's, it's, it's advanced by risk. It's like, if you don't take the, take the risk, risk, you don't get the confirmation. To, you, you don't get the you know, confirmation. The kingdom isn't advanced. People exactly. People aren't blessed. Yes. Your gift is laying in waste. Yes. The only way you knew that that tremendous emotional burden that you had was really from God. And that I wasn't crazy. Was to go to the conference and speak it and see yes. what happened. And see that and see that unfold. It's always the fruit. You just look at the fruit. Yeah. And if it bears good fruit, then it was from God. If it doesn't bear good fruit, then it was probably you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty simple. I mean, this is it why is we have praying medic here. It's like he writes the books that are called Made Simple. Not made complex. Yeah. Not made Not made religious. difficult. Not made religious. Made simple. Made. You know, a lot of this stuff is a lot more simple than people realize. Yeah. It's not rocket science. Right. The, the thing is, people always say, well, I don't know if I'm hearing from God. Well, here's how you know. Step out once in a while. Take a chance. Walk up to that stranger when you see, like, in this, like, I have this friend, Matt. He sees uh-huh. all these devices on people. Yeah. Like, he walked... He saw this metal band around this one person's head in the spirit. He just saw in a vision like this metal band around their head. He walks up and does a prophetic act, pretending he has like a little clippers uh-huh. in his hand. Prophetic act clips a little metal band off their head. Yeah. And the woman goes, she turns around literally and goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What happened? I had this headache and now it's gone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So he's going around oh, clipping metal he, bands off people's He removes heads. spears from people. Like, he's done it to me. He's walked up to me like I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. He's like, hey, Dave, man. He goes, um, you got a couple of spears that somebody shoved in your back in the spirit. I can see him there. Let me remove those spears. So he pulls the spears out of my back. As a prophetic act, yes. he just grabs them and pulls them out. And I can feel this release of uh, hostility. Wow. So when you sense that something is going on and you feel like the Lord is showing you or speaking something to you, you just have to take some chances and yes. risk sounding stupid. Yes. Really. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go, That's right. You, you can even preface it and say, you know what? You might think I'm crazy, but humor me. Let me do this. Let me try this. Let me say, like, this is what I believe. Matt would say, well, what I believe I'm hearing from the Lord is yes. blah, 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 blah. And he'll go, and I'm like, yeah, man, dude, that is right on. That is exactly where I'm at. You have to take some chances. It doesn't hurt to be with safe people yeah. who let you take those chances. Yes. And if you miss, no big deal. That's if it's right. right on, hey, good on you, mate. It's so funny. This is, this is so good. One of the things that happened while I was at the Heaven and Business Conference is uh, we actually broke up into groups and there was like 300 and something people there. We broke up into these groups of six and seven and we went out to the city 
I mean, went to various businesses to pray with the business owners, pray over the businesses, just share whatever the Lord had us to share with them. Okay. And we go out there. And while I'm used to having an experience where like maybe like I can have be having a conversation with somebody and I'm like sensing the Lord's sharing something with me about the person. I had never had an experience when I'm going into a situation and someone's saying, ask the Lord about this person, like proactively ask the Lord for something for this person. I had never really done that before. Right. And so I had some hesitancy with that, you know, because I'm kind of like, well, if the Lord gave it to me. I'm going to roll with it. But asking and then discerning whether what I'm hearing is from him or not, I had some discomfort with that. And so we're at this deli shop, you know, and, um, and we're in, and we're praying for, we were, you know, just kind of praying and we're praying around this business owner of this sandwich shop or whatever. And, and everyone was kind of sharing just something that the Lord put on their heart related to her. And now I was, and I wasn't hearing anything, but they had asked us before we went in there. Cause they're like, we are practicing, you know, like, Ask the Lord for something for the person. And so I'm asking the Lord for something for this woman. And I'm, and I'm hearing something, but I don't know for sure. And I'm feeling some kind of way about it. And in fact, I really didn't even want to say it, okay? Because I just really was unsure and really unsettled about it. But something someone said in the circle when we went around, it totally freed me. And it's something that you just said. The woman said to her, I'm practicing here. This is what I believe I heard. And she shared it with her. And that totally freed me uh, in a way that in a greater way than I can even really articulate to then be able to just in those times when I'm feeling like, I, uh, I don't know, whatever, just prefacing it with something that lets the person know I could, you know, I could be wrong here. You know, this is what I'm believing that I hear or whatever and going ahead and sharing it anyway. And then that's, it's the invitation. I invited myself to take the risk. Right. That is a really, really good thing to do. You have to, you know, and I wrote about this in singing the spirit. We have to be willing to let ourselves off the hook and let other people off the hook yes. and let them be wrong yes. and, and not say, you know, you're a false prophet because right, you missed you know it on that one. Right, because you know we're to do that, right? No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's really funny because I learned that from Patricia King and Stacey Campbell. Okay. okay? So I, I watched this video and they were out doing street ministry. Yes. And they're out on the streets and they're giving people prophetic words. And here's literally what they told people. They said, now, this is Patricia King and Stacey this Campbell. This is Patricia King and Stacey Campbell, right. <laughs> These two chicks are hearing from God pretty well. Yes. They literally walked up to people on the street and said, we're practicing. We're learning how to hear God's voice. And we'd like to know if we could give you a word of what we believe the Lord is saying. And you can just let us know if it's right or not. So this they were Patricia King and <laughs> Yes, but that's what they did. They they were like, look, we're just practicing. You know, we're students. We're we're, we're trying to hear God's voice, and we'd like wow. to know if you, we could give you a word. There's nothing wrong with letting people know. Hey, you know what? This could be wrong, yeah. but I'm just practicing. You know, you could say the same thing. Healing. You know, you could say, hey, I'm learning how to heal people, and one of the things that I'm learning is when I get aches and pains in my body that I don't normally have. Sometimes it's, it's actually God telling me about somebody else who he wants to heal. Yeah. And what I would like to do know is, number one, do you have any pain in your body? And number two, could I pray for you to be yeah. healed? If you set it up as a I'm practicing, I'm training, there isn't a high expectation That's right. from them or on you. That's correct. And that is, I mean, that alone has got to free, the way that freed me, honestly, I mean, that was like, that was my deliverance service right there. Like all the issues that I had in terms of yeah. my hesitations when I just wasn't sure were completely gone, completely gone. And that's got to be something that people listening to this got to be like, man, that's got to be a revelation for people to just, and just an invitation for them to themselves to take the risk. And here's a very it practical is. way of doing it. Yeah, it's really worth it to take the risk, but there's no reason to put a lot of high expectations on yourself. Exactly. You know, you're going to pray for some people and they're not going to be healed. That's right. You're going to give somebody a prophetic word and they're going to scratch your head and go, I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> are you talking to me, somebody right. else? You know, right. Was that that'll happen once in a while. But yeah. <laughs> I've been on the other end of that before when someone said something to me and I and I, I actually turned around to see if someone I was like, she might have caught that from somebody else. That was not for me. <laughs> I went into Reading 
with three expectations. One of those is to encounter you in a way that I've never encountered you before. A second one is that whatever my, I had some weird fears related to um, praying for a complete stranger when I felt like I was supposed to, because I had this fear that what would happen if I, if nothing happened. So I had that fear. So I was like, so whatever has got to happen for me to get over that, like that. And then third was that I would know directionally, like where, what's next? What am I supposed to be doing? Where am I going? Where's this kingdom driven entrepreneur thing that you've given me to do? Where is this going? And when I tell you he delivered like on all of that and then some, like I came back, like he just was every prophetic word. It was so crazy. Like for all these people, like no matter where I went, there was someone else like with the same, just the same messages, you know? And remember we had that conversation about, about, I told you how the Lord has been talking to me about dreaming you know, I went through the two and a half years of just really hearing him and being obedient and getting a direction and going and doing it. And then all of a sudden, in January, he stopped talking to me and giving me direction. It was just like, dream now and I'll be with you. And I've been having a hard time like transitioning all throughout the, the, the hot time I was there. People were like, uh, I see a crown placed on your head. You've been promoted. You've been transitioned from from where you were, you know, you know, you, you have this intimacy with God and it's wonderful and you've learned his voice. And but right now he's saying, you know, go forth and he's giving you the blueprints, go forth and he'll be with you. And then someone else. So I saw a crown placed upon your head and I see this promotion and you're now you're it was so crazy. Like everywhere I was going, they were all saying the same thing. I see you on the edge of a precipice and you're wondering, do I go? Do I? It was just like, this is like really crazy. <laughs> I had a dream right before I went to Reading where I was on this, I was on a skyscraper. It was not, it was at nighttime and I was on a skyscraper and there was this board on the edge of the skyscraper that looked like it could be like a diving board, but there was nothing attaching it to the building. So you knew that if you stood on it, you were just going to fall. Right. And so I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the board and I'm like, I'm feeling like I'm supposed to get on the board, but I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. If I get on the board, I'm just going to fall. So I was just kind of, sitting there and just evaluating it and I was feeling like I was supposed to get on it. So I kept getting closer and closer to it and just evaluating is it is it stuck? It's not like a diving board. There's nothing here. I'm touching it, you know. I'm checking things out. And then I stood on it. But I stood on it in a way that was kind of half standing on it so that I'm still grounded over here on the skyscraper and I'm still good. And then I got this nudge. Not a shove but I got this nudge. And so I'm falling off this skyscraper and I'm like, I am going to die. Like I'm looking down. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to die. Holy Spirit says to me, check your pocket. So I go into my pocket. I check my pocket and there was a button. He said, push it. And I push it. And then I had a parachute and he said, I got you. And I woke up from the dream. <laughs> and then I go to the awesome. retreat. And then I go to this conference. And the lady says, I see you on the edge of a precipice. And you're asking, Lord, you know, do I, do I leap? Do um do I do and you're evaluating and he's saying you've got everything that you need to fly. You're already equipped. You're surrounded by every side by angels and all of heaven is backing you. Just go. He's giving you the blueprint. He's not going to tell you what to do next. Just go and he'll be with you. I mean, I just got this over and over in every single different way. It was just so wild, you know. So by the time I left, I had on the Saturday, Andy, who leads heaven in business, had told me, before you leave, go to the prayer house across from Bethel with your journal. Make sure you do that before you go. So I said, all right. So I did that um, right before I left, actually. And as soon as I got in there, Holy Spirit's like, right on the top of your paper, 10 things I would do if nothing were impossible. Okay. <laughs> and so I did all of that. And it took, me a, it took me a while. But I was in there for about two hours. And when I was done, I was reading. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't dreamed like that my entire adult life. And the Lord says to me, now pick one and go. And then reminded me that the lady had said to me the other day, the one that I recorded, she said, yeah, I just sense like the Lord really just wants to show you at a greater level who he is as provider. And I just sense him really saying that he's funding and resourcing your dreams. So you just need to pick. He's already giving you blueprints. You just need to pick and he's going to find it. So, yeah, <laughs> that's that's. That's a little bit in a it. nutshell what happened I love in Reading. It. You know, but that's that's how maturity is in the kingdom. You know, I get all these questions from people like, well, I don't know what the Lord's will is for my life. I don't know what I should be doing. I don't know what his purpose is for me. I'm like, okay, 
there's a process that you go through. Mm-hmm. You start out seeing yourself as a servant of the Lord. Yes. I'm just in the field. I'm just working for the Lord. I'm just yes. a servant. I put everything aside that you told me to put aside, you know, Lord, and I'm just, working just for gonna, you. <laughs> going to serve the Lord. Yes. Once you go through those few years, and if you tap into what he wants to do with us as far as relationship, yes. and then you start to see a little bit of stewardship, like he's going to put you in charge of things. Yes. Instead of you being the servant, he's like, no, I have some responsibilities. I have some resources. Yes. I want you to steward them. I want you to take action, be responsible. Yes. Yes. Do that for a while. Learn the, more into the relational aspect. And then one day you get this big idea. You're like, well, you know, Lord, I, I, I actually have some ideas about some things I would like uh-huh. to maybe, maybe like do maybe. You yeah. Know, if, you know, I don't want to be presumptive, but. You know, I have I have these dreams. Yeah. And then you find out that God has been waiting for you to get mature enough to where you're willing to say, I have some dreams and some things I'd like to accomplish. And then he's like, it's taken you long enough. Let me see your list <laughs> and pick one. And I've already put the money in your account. So just start doing just it. Go, just go. Just start. Just start. It's, it's awesome when you get to that place. That's kind of where I'm at now. It's, I have a certain number of things that I want to do. And I know that I know he's going to fund. He's yes. going to bring the people that are yes, necessary. Yes. He'll connect the people with me who need to partner with me to make those things That's happen. Right. This is where being a believer gets really this fun. This is where it gets really fun. I mean, this is... Because you get to literally live out your dreams. Yes. I'm excited. And I'm excited about what's going on with you. And, I've, and it's funny because you'd had that dream about the doors and the which one. He's like, pick one and all of that stuff. Yeah, and it's pick just, one. I could I'm not so going to tell you which one to go through. Right. You I'm not know tell. which one you, you want to go through. Pick the door and just go through it. Don't yeah, give me a bad. bunch of crap about, Lord, you have to choose the door. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but what's interesting, though, is that every individual is in a different place in their walk. I have a significant group of friends who have been going into the heavens, going to the courts of heaven, getting judgments in the courts. They've been doing a lot of kind of high-level stuff. And then I have some other friends who they're still trying to figure out the basics of how do I know that I'm hearing the Holy Spirit? Right. And uh, uh, what is this deliverance thing all about? And yeah. Or they're just trying to get healed of emotional trauma, physical pain, and chronic illness. Sure. And they don't feel motivated to do anything until they get healed. So Good point. Yeah. I have friends who are at all different places. I really do kind of deal with them on an individual basis. I still point people to articles and podcasts that are age appropriate. That's really what it comes down to. But how like, do we do this? So both of us are in this situation, okay? There's a right. platform where we don't have individual stuff all the time. There's a huge group of people that we never have one-on-one contact with ever, right, right? that right. are paying attention to what praying medic or doing, or they're in the kingdom driven entrepreneur community, reading the books, doing whatever. So we've got to be able to like, in a smart way, capture these people where they are and taking them on a journey to get them where, to meet them where they are and yet take them on a journey. That's what I'm working on right now. Well, and that's, that's what I'm working on. And that's the design behind the kingdom of God made simple series of Uh books. Uh Now, Denise said, you know, you should have wrote the book on hearing God's voice first. first. That is the, <laughs> that's the foundational thing that everybody right. needs to know. I was like, yeah, if I would have had a dream about writing that book at first, I would have wrote it but first. It could still be the first book in the beginning of a series of taking people through. Just because it's the right. fourth book in the series you wrote doesn't mean it has right. to be the first one introduced. Exactly. So I'm really glad that we're going to have this book written and finished by the end of the year. Because from this point forward, when I get people who say, look, I've been listening to your podcast or I've been reading your articles and I'm really motivated and I want to be part of what you guys are doing. I love your circle of friends, but I'm a new believer or I came out of the institutional church. There was no relationship. They didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. For those people, I can say, okay, here's what I want you to do. If you're looking for help in growing in spiritual maturity... Get my book, Hearing God's Voice Made Simple. Mm-hmm. Read it. Once you've read that book, decide where you want to go next. Right. If you feel like you want to learn about healing, get the book on healing. If you feel like you want to learn more about visions and angels, 
then get the seeing in the spirit one. Mm-hmm. If you feel called to like emotional healing and, and deliverance, get the book on deliverance and inner healing made simple. Yeah. I, I can kind of direct people yeah. based on their interest. Yes. What they feel is their gifting. Mm-hmm. But but eventually, hopefully they'll, you know, I, I've got, I'm getting more and more people now who are saying, dude, I've read all of your books now. They're so good. And I'm just like, I can't wait for the next one to come yes. out. Yes. I can't wait that's, for Traveling in the Spirit. I cannot wait kind of for that one. where I'm going is I'm like, I need to have some foundational basic books. Like I consider the foundational books being Hearing God's Voice Made Simple, mm-hmm. Divine Healing Made Simple, and probably Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple. Those are like the three basic level books. Yes. Then there's going to be three kind of advanced level books. I think the one on Inner Healing and Deliverance is going to be an advanced level book. Mm-hmm. Traveling in the Spirit. Definitely an advanced level book. And Power and Authority. Power and Authority could actually end up being a basic level book. Yeah. Because if you don't really understand your authority as a believer in your identity, and you don't understand how power works and how authority is exercised, it's really difficult to make much of an impact Yeah. against the kingdom of darkness. That's right. So then there's levels to the books. Yes. I would not recommend new believers getting the book on traveling in the spirit no. it's going to go right over their head <laughs> and they're going to be like i have no idea what this guy's talking about, talking about they're right. going to be lost the simple fact is a lot of people who approach me for help and assistance and mentoring i really do gauge where they're at and, and what their level of interest is mm-hmm. for some people i just provide a little bit of emotional support and encouragement and mm-hmm. some resources not always my own resources and i never hear from those people again yeah just because they're not ready for my message. Yeah. But I do usually have a pretty good idea about people who fit well within my platform. Like my platform can help yeah. them. Yes. And it were a good match with their interest level, their experiences, what, they, what they've come out of and what they're looking for. Do you think people are good at self-identifying where they are in terms of spiritual maturity, though? I don't, most, I don't most know. Most people, people aren't. aren't really self-aware about, you know what I mean? Some people are, most people are not. So that's part of the challenge then. Right. But I'm really good at identifying where people are at. But that's when I've... you're talking to someone one-on-one. Right. So right. what about all the people? So, so you just do not concern yourself really with the... I don't concern myself with the masses. Okay. I, I can't. So if there was a way, because my mind always goes back to... Because, you know, I, I have internet marketing hat, right? And I used to teach real estate. So I, so I, was, right. and I was in areas where I could very easily help somebody figure out where they are. Oh, so the real estate business, have you, have you done anything in real estate investing yet? Okay, you've done this much in real estate. And I was able to kind of take them on a logical path based off of where they were. And I could never even talk to that individual. And then those were the kind of the, the, the larger group. And then the smaller group would work with me and I'd coach them, right? You know, right. So there was always right. like the larger group, then the, the group that smaller. bought a product. Yeah. And then I, there was a the group I, I, that had the one-on-one. Yeah, there's, you always have the three circles. Yeah. You know? The, 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 our inner, outer court, the inner circle, the 12, <laughs> exactly. and the multitudes. You know? Exactly. And, exactly. and I don't do a lot of – I don't do any one-on-one. I don't do a lot of personal stuff with the multitudes. Right. With the 12, I do. Yes. Uh, but they are in the 12 because they want to be. Yes. And I'm doing that now. I actually launched that mentoring when I got back because that was one of my, that's one of the things that was like, was very clear for me that I needed to do. And so, and that filled up in 48 hours and that was done. And that was like my, my inner group. But I'm still kind of working through how to help people, how much I can help people walk through a process based off of where they are now, you know. That's, a, that, that's got a lot of moving parts to it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the problem. Like, I'm an engineer. I wanted to be able to engineer it like I could engineer it, you know, for real estate. But I don't know if, yeah. I, don't know if I can. Well, you have to be able to forecast. You have to look at where they've come from, where they are now. But you also have to know quite a bit about where they intend to go. Right, right. And how in the world am I supposed to know that? Right, because I mean, if you're going to essentially build a path for them to get somewhere, you have to know where they need to be going. Right, and that is the tricky part. That's something that only they can identify unless you get revelation from the Holy Spirit yeah. that this is where they're going. That's right. And, and I don't get that very often. Yeah. Fortunately, I'm not all that prophetic. I'm, I'm much better at healing than I am at anything else. <laughs> 
So I, I, I tend to get the people who have been prayed for a million times and they haven't been healed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and then I say, yeah, I'll pray for you. Yeah. And, and yeah. if they're really, really serious about getting healed, then I say, well, I have a friend I can refer you to who takes hard cases. <laughs> the thing is, I'm a, I'm a maven, so I'm connected to everybody. Yes. And I do not do a lot of intense one-on-one. I find a person who is an expert at what they need, and I send them to them and yep. have them work. You connect. That's You're kind a connector. Of, I'm a connector. I'm the little tinker toy, little connector yes. thing that all the little things are going into. That's that's me. And I'm the one in the middle. And funny thing is, is that that's, that's actually how I am as well. So I'm constantly sending people to other people. That's why I'm constantly right. enjoying the connections that the Lord right. brings to me because really, it's giving me more resources for people. <laughs> really, really the, the, the two groups of people that I'm connecting with one-on-one more than any other group, if somebody has a need to not only receive emotional healing but learn about it okay i'm skyping with those people okay because number one i need to practice because i'm going to write a book on emotional healing yes so i need to practice and i'm learning about the process of what emotional healing looks like yes at the same time i'm also teaching people about emotional healing right so if a person needs emotional healing and they want to learn about it Mm -hmm. i'll say hey let's set up a skype chat what time is available for you so i'm doing a couple of those a week. Cool. And the other people that I'm pouring my time into are people who are authors who I know have potential to be successful. Yes. So because the Lord gave me this dream and he showed me insights and information on each of these people and mm-hmm. I had them in a file folder. Mm-hmm. And one by one, I was pulling them out and I was looking through their information and I was assisting them in overcoming the obstacles that were keeping them from being successful writers. That's good. So the Lord has kind of targeted two groups of people for me. Yeah. One is people who have a lot of potential to be writers, but are need to overcome some obstacles. The other is people who need emotional healing and want to learn about it. And those are your 12 right now. Those are my 12. If you you don't pretty much fit one of those categories, I'm going to turf you to somebody else. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because I just don't have the time. To, well, to I mean, my goodness, I mean, we got to, we got to, we got to stay in the, stay focused on the and, things that and, we're supposed to focus on. And I have a million on. books I have to write. So. That's right. <laughs> we're waiting on them, sir. So you're praying medic, which is your pen name. You know, you're an author. You're supporting yourself. Like you're still working as a paramedic now, but you're not going to be a paramedic much longer. I am not. I am are you going to be praying medic or, or what are you going to do? Do you know? I, I will continue to write books as praying medic. Awesome. Even though the pen name is to protect the anonymity of my patients and their medical information, mm-hmm. I think I have permission from the Lord to continue using that name. Okay. I'll probably actually start doing videos. Okay. Instead of just the invisible guy behind the microphone. Let people know how they can get connected with. You've got all these amazing books. You've got the show. What, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Prayingmedic.com. 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 All my stuff is there. My, you can connect with me on social media there if you want to. I've got the little social media things at the top of the website. You can go to my podcast archives. There's a menu at the top that says podcasts. Click that. You can get all my podcasts there. My articles are there on healing and prophecy and seeing the spirit and traveling the spirit and raising the dead and all the other stuff. If you click the books tab at the top of the uh, website, you can go to my books. Uh, if you click on any of the books that look interesting, yep. the links are going to take you to my Amazon page okay. and you can so check you can out my books everything. on Amazon. I yep. can see everything there. So yeah, I always just tell people, uh, just go to prayingmedic.com and you can check out my stuff there. Awesome stuff. So I want you to do two things. I want you to share this podcast with your friends. And it would be awesome if you would also give us a rating or a review on iTunes or on Stitcher, however it is that you listen to the podcast. This has just been really, really good. (laughs) I always have fun talking to you, Shay. Oh, it's so much fun. It's always a blast for me. Yeah. So you guys need to get connected. Make sure you head over to prayingmedic.com. I thank God for all of you guys. I pray that this has been an inspiring message for you to hear and that it's really activating you to go out there and take risks because like we talked about it's those risks that it's through those risks that we're going to see the advancement of the kingdom of god on earth so we'll see you all next week in the meantime take care god bless
Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.